What is up? It's Dakota Layden here from Destination Fear, and you are listening to the Paranomaly Zone. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Hey there, fellow zoners and paranormal ponderers. You are in the Paranomaly Zone, your weekly dose of all things, hey, you guessed it, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the Grateful to not be chasing large dogs through three feet of cold, wet snow. In my bare feet. In his bare feet, Mike Carbino. <laughs> Mike, what the hell happened on Friday? Please share oh, your man. story. Share your story. I feel like you need to um, get it off your chest. Oh, my dog, my great Pyrenees. She jumped the fence and and uh, <clears throat> just ran. And they're known to do that because they're. They, they like to protect a, 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 an area that they live. I mean, they're very territorial. So she was like running back and forth up this hill. And I ran after I had my, my jammy pants on paper thin <laughs> and my and no socks or shoes or anything on okay, no wait jacket. A wait a minute. You have paper thin jammies. Well, they're very thin. They're very thin. <laughs> okay. Just paper thin just doesn't seem like. A yeah. comfortable, not even uh, good in inside the house. No. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, continue. So I was yelling for her, and I was hitting the the vibrate and uh, tone signal on her collar because she comes with that usually. The tone just, you know, and nothing, just ignoring me, running back. It was like I I was Chevy Chase watching his dog running back and forth. And never seeing him again. That was the way this was in Funny Farm. The movie I was going to say in Funny Farm. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was bad. But now describe, um, describe yourself. You said paper thin jammies. Yeah, but um, you were trudging through deep snow uh, up yes. a up a hill. Well, I didn't go up a hill. She was up a hill, like. Behind her house, there's an alley and then another house. And then there's this very big hill that goes up to this open area that just, you know, open for miles. Anyway, so, yeah, she was up there and she's been obsessed with this house all since we got her anyway. You know, she goes out in the backyard and she's staring and staring and staring. If she sees anything, she's barking like crazy. So, like, when she got out, she was over there just, you know, doing the whole patrol thing. Now, how exactly and, uh, and, did you get this very large dog back under under your control? Well, I, I 
kept yelling for her, and I had the neighbor come out, Mike, are you okay? So I'm just trying to get my dog. Well, because <laughs> when you were and, and, when uh, you texted me on Friday, because yeah. we, we were planning on recording Friday early evening, and you right. uh, you requested that we postpone until today. Today's Sunday, by the way, Sunday, March fifth. Yeah. I'm still not recovered. Yeah. He's still not recovered. Man, that was I could feel your you were flabbergasted. Yeah, and you frustrated. I could bad. I could feel it just by reading your text. Yeah. You, I think you said you kept falling over. I did. Oh, I did. I, I got over this one part of the fence because if it was if there was no snow, it would be no problem. But the snow is so high that there's like a two foot area. This one two foot tall part of the fence hanging out or sticking out of the snow. She gets out. So now she's cabled up, of course, now. But when she goes out, but until spring. But uh, so anyway, I was in this by this garage yelling at her at this house. And she finally came and jumped down this little hill thing and came around to me, got a hold of her collar. And she was like, okay, you know, let's go home now <laughs> on her like, time. Yeah. It's like, okay, I had my fun. Come on, yeah. come dad, follow me home. And you're, you're in the meantime, you're like half dead. Your feet are freezing. You're in your paper thin jammies. Yeah. Um, oh man. And, and my body. I mean, I, you know how bad my body is anyway, well, my back, my knees, my feet. And here I'm, 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 I've fallen in the snowbank and, and I can't get up. And that's when my neighbor is asking, is everything okay? I don't be I'm laugh. trying to I'm get sorry, up. But I, that was I, so- I cannot get up. You know, everything's locked up. My oh, back wow. is, is totally shot. And finally I reached over and I grabbed this, this post that I was able to pull myself enough with my good arm because my right arm, I can't hardly use because of other issues. I've told you that. And then I finally was able to get up that time. And oh, my I knew for sure that I was going to end up in these people's driveway on my back, rolling back and forth, trying to get up until somebody finds me. <laughs> I swear to God. Just so everyone knows, that's Mary laughing in the back. That isn't me laughing at your expense this right. time. Even though I did giggle earlier. I'm sorry. I like it when Mary gets a chuckle. And they, yeah. I just, well, because I had a vision when you said. <laughs> I, oh man, it's terrible. I just had a vision when you said you fell into a snowbank and you couldn't yeah. get up. And I just pictured poor Mike, you're laid on your back, sprawled out, and all you see are like your hands and feet sticking out yeah. from the snow. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Or, or just my feet. Just your feet. Just yeah, that's turning how much snow we have out here. Back and forth, just <laughs> struggling to right himself. Oh man. So, yeah, but, like a, like a, like a, uh, a were, tortoise that was not, is not going to survive. There you go. You're like a Galapagos tortoise on its yeah. back. Oh, man. Well, Mike, um, no, we're, we are not giggling at you. That was just kind of... It, it, no, it's, I know It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's so unfortunate. But you you asked if we could postpone. I'm like, of course we can. My yeah. God, go and recover. Because I'm assuming that you were yeah. pretty... Uh, you're pretty wound up and and uh, yeah. worn down probably too. Oh, I, I'm, like I said, I'm serious about not being recovered yet. God I, damn. My, my, you know, trying to walk in my and my back and my feet, I just, I don't know. Mike, it's slowly getting better. Can you ask your doctors and your next doctor appointment? Can you ask them to just cut your head Don't off? Me. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and put it on some some cryogenically frozen body that they've been preserving yeah. and see if that maybe could work. I mean, they can get right. that done overnight, couldn't they? Right now, I would 
I'd, I'd take the body of a freaking lemur if I could. A lemur? <laughs> oh, I don't, it doesn't matter. I just, <laughs> you know, a chimp, whatever. Now, now, I'm, pic- now I'm picturing you poking your head out of the desert floor, you know, desert yeah. ground. There, there's Mike looking for a, you know, a low-flying birds of prey. Yep. <laughs> Oh, alerting the 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 the, the family <laughs> the, the rest of the family there's yeah. mike oh man the lemur pack oh, twitching uh black and white striped tails all over the place <laughs> anyway what we got a great show we need to get on i know here. i know well i just <laughs> I, I i wanted you to share your story because i in all honesty i want you to talk about it and, and let it yeah. go and so you can move on and i know so. there's probably plenty of listeners get a real kick out of it so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, we do have a, a cool topic lined up. We I, I mentioned it on an episode or two ago, and we're finally here. I like, I love this idea of the 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 notion, I should say, the possibility, or the reality of perhaps the reality of your soul. I'm doing air quotes. Soul, however you choose to describe a soul, as being able to travel, and by traveling, I'm not saying like from one house to the next, you know, <laughs> knocking on people's doors and hello. Um, no. Or you could do that if you wish. I but. guess you could. I guess you could. I, I am thinking about essentially time travel, time traveling within your own lifespan. The idea of your soul being able to visit your physical body, your physical um existence at that time your physical representation perhaps to help guide you at in moments of need um i texted you that what couple weeks ago and it seemed like you liked that idea and uh oh absolutely well here we are um it struck a chord right away yeah so much so that we're still doing it usually when we have ideas you know thrown out there weeks in advance we forget about them or we change our mind (laughs) that's how it usually works and we're like, oh, what should we talk about today? Five minutes before we start recording. But no, this is almost two weeks in the working, even though we both started doing, quote unquote, research earlier today. But yeah. uh, Well, you know, but we were getting it straight in our minds as well, because it's a kind of a, yeah. it can be a deep subject. Well, and I did, you know, as longtime listeners know, ding, 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 as Mike knows, um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a professional when it comes to my note taking. and. Mm-hmm. I have a perfectionist. Few, I have a few notes, not nearly as much as I usually do. And, wow, but they look pretty good. And my handwriting is fairly decent. Usually, well, yeah. it's only uh, legible. Uh, I am the only one who can interpret it. Usually, yeah. and those ones are all written in the same direction. Right. I know. Usually, usually they're all over the place. Both sides of the piece of paper here. This is the professional piece of paper right here. Hell yeah. yeah. But um, I wrote down some some notes here, some bullet points, and I think before you know it, we'll have a good episode. We'll have a good discussion on some of this shite. Yeah. Now we're you know we're talking a difference here of um, you know you know there is soul travel, you know astral projection and things like that, um, which is a fantastic subject. I have that (laughs) jotted down here, Mike. Don't get ahead of yourself. No, no, I'm not. But I'm just saying that uh, you know this is like opening up a whole new aspect of astral projection i mean it can be categorized as the same thing but you're going off on a whole different different uh, side road and 
um, yeah, the side road's going to get deep. Well, <laughs> let, let's start this discussion, Mike. Um, I'll throw it towards you. Sure. Off, off the cuff, I love putting you on the spot. How do you define a soul? What do you think of when I ask you, what is a soul? Well, to me, it is the energy, the spark of life, the, uh, you know, it, it's what makes us who and what we are. It is, it is uh, us at our purest and most raw self being. It's, it's what we are. You, you take the physical away, physical away of what we are, and you still have the soul, that energy that is still you. Do you think um, the term soul is maybe kind of inhibited a bit with a religious context? Where, oh, you know well, what I mean? Well, we're, we're not like, I do. I'm not necessarily referring to like the biblical you know, soul arises to heaven and all that. I'm not really, right. I don't think you are either. I, right. I think no. the, soul no. is, the soul is one of many different uh, terms, I guess, to describe the same thing. Oh, exactly. The same thing. Because, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's still that that pure energy of, of, of who we are and what we are. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, would you like to know, uh, why and how this idea popped in, into my head? <laughs> that could be interesting because this could really go off in another direction. Well, it's no, it's actually really silly. <laughs> um, I'll just cut right to it. Um, are you familiar with the late great comedian Richard Pryor? Well, absolutely. If, there's somebody that isn't. They've only been born in the last two yeah. weeks. <laughs> there you okay. go. Uh, legendary comedian. Uh, comedian. Uh, very polarizing. Very divisive. But uh, you can't deny his yeah. his impact and his talent. Oh, the talent. The acting talent. Even the, oh, gosh, the movies yeah. he did They're with great. Gene Wilder. Well, classic. Anyway, go ahead. Well, speaking of <laughs> movies, I was watching a Richard Pryor movie that I hadn't seen since I was I don't know. Back in the 80s, I would guess, when I was a, a wee lad. You know, even back then, I was fascinated with this idea. But the movie, I mean, the movie isn't that great, but it's kind of a semi-autobiographical, biographical? Autobiographical um, <laughs> uh, story of Richard's life. Hmm. But it is, I shouldn't say but, the movie I'm referring to is called Jojo Dancer, Your right. Life is Calling. Are you familiar with that movie? I, you know, I don't think I've seen it, but I, I do know the title. Well, long story short, too late. Um, essentially, the movie starts off, well, not essentially, the movie does start off with Richard acting as Jojo, kind of in the, the depths of his, of his uh, depravity, the lowest point of his life when it comes to like his drug addiction. And he basically essentially sets himself on fire by pouring rum all over himself and lighting it up. Well, and that's not exactly how it really happened, but... There's different versions. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. different versions. Uh, if you want to look into the uh, Richard Pryor's life, um, feel free. Because um, he said one thing happened and other people say another thing was happening. Right. Anyhow, JoJo's soul appears in front of JoJo at that very moment, telling him, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. Don't do this. This same soul, then throughout the movie, the movie's time frame, is visiting 
Jojo from his childhood on up to that very moment. Kind of guiding him, kind of guiding him, kind of watching him, you know, berating him, telling him, like, God, you're a stupid asshole right now. Why are you doing this? You know, and stuff like that. And the character of Jojo, particularly when he was a little kid, just sees his older soul as another gentleman talking to him on the street. He doesn't know that it's actually himself, his soul. And that, I love that idea. I think I gotta that, watch that movie. I've never seen it. I, I would have remembered that. Yeah, I think you would have too. Um, again, the movie isn't particularly great, but I like. Yeah, I but, love that idea. Yeah. So, that's what kind of got me kind of going down this path. And then I thought of another paranormal podcast that you and I are both fans of. Everyone knows this name. If they're into paranormal podcasting, they know the name Jim Harold. Um, he was a, a guest on the Nonsense Cast Radio way back in like 2014, for gosh sakes. Um, I'd love to talk to him again. I don't think you got to talk to him. No, you didn't. No, it was, it was, I didn't. It was Bridget and I who talked to Jim. But I'll never forget one particular story that a guest of his shared. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before. You'll recognize this after when I get going here, Mike. Kind of along the same veins, it was a gentleman that called into Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast, and he was talking about his bizarre you know, out-of-this-world experience, almost literally out-of-this-world experience. And I'll paraphrase here, and I'll do it as quickly as I can. When he, when this person who called him, when he was recanting his story, or retelling his story, he was saying that when he was a young kid, he and his parents were over at their neighbor's house for whatever, pizza night, birthday party, hanging out, I don't remember, it doesn't matter. As a young kid, when he was still over at, at the guest's house, he's like, he asked his parents if he could go back across the street to his home for whatever reason. He wanted to grab a coat, a toy, I don't know. Gets over to his house, and he encounters someone in the house. No one should have been in there. The whole family was across the street. He described him as an older gentleman in the bathroom who was like looking at, at himself in the mirror, and this little kid freaked out. He's like, there's someone in the house. There's someone in the house. He bolts out of there. He tells his parents, there's someone over in the house. Of course, they run over there. No one's there. Now, fast forward about 20, 30 years, this grown-up young kid is back there visiting his parents at the same house. And he goes, he's just kind of going to the bathroom, doing his whatever. He's looking in the mirror, and he kind of has one of those deja vu moments. And then behind him, he sees what he describes as a quote-unquote ghost of a young boy in the bathroom, looking at him, scared to death, wondering who the hell he is, then taking off, leaving the house. It was then that he realized, yeah. after looking in the mirror, he's like, holy shit, I am that grown-up man that I saw in this house when I was a kid. <laughs> that blows me away. I love that story. Mike what do you think of shit like that? I mean, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Does that have anything to do with the soul traveling? Is that something totally entirely different, in your opinion? Yeah. Well, it certainly can be. I mean, it didn't have like a definitive reason for that that travel. But, you know, if things can happen, like a soul travel can happen spontaneously, you know, like an out-of-body experience or something like that, or that would make it more like a... Good, good one right there. Yeah, boy, I tell you, that's that's a lot to <laughs> I know it think is. about. 
Mm. Does does the uh, possibility of some sort of time slip make any sort of yeah. sense? A time slip sounds uh, very feasible. But, but it's uh, like, you know, as far you know, you hear a lot of these stories about, you know, people who claim to experience time slips, they usually don't encounter their younger or future right. versions of themselves. themselves in any way. It, it's it's obviously some kind of it's a it's a, a visitation that neither one of the beings of that one man uh, had anything to do with. There's no, like I said, there's no reason for it. Why did they, or was it just to you know twenty five years later, this guy to realize for some reason that this actually happened? You know, I mean, why we still don't know, but. Does this is this some sort of evidence? Well, not evidence. Is this does this add weight to the idea of uh, reincarnation? Um, reincarnation, maybe past lives, maybe reliving the same life, maybe a parallel lives. Parallel, yeah, very the, much. The so. Parallel life, life is the one that kind of sticks out to me. It's almost like they broke through that proverbial yeah. veil. You know, but which which is always thin, I believe. Anyway, mm -hmm. it's just that you know there are those moments where it gets so thin that it's almost open, you know, um, or to the point where it is open, and that's when things come through. But you know, uh, you and you know, one might ask, well, why would they be? What are the chances of them, you know, doing that exact same thing at the exact same moment in different lives? It's like, well you kind of have to lend yourself to the possibility of we've done this an infinite amount of times right. already. And it, right. And it, and it has to make you think of time means nothing. Right. You know, and you know, it's a, it's a human construct anyway, you know, uh, absolutely it is. Yeah. I mean, we, we made up this whole notion of time yeah. just to help us exist. Right. Know, so without you, going you nuts. Figure, yeah. You figure, you know, something that we made up, we think we did so right in the way it should be that it, it can't be any other way. It can't be that there isn't, you know, yeah. something like this going on or not such a thing as time, mm -hmm. you know, it's something that we've, we've, uh, that we've um, uh, relied on since the beginning of time, All right. <laughs> you know, put <laughs> exactly. it that way, no, you know, no pun intended, no pun intended, but. <laughs> You know, but it's just a human construct that uh, can't be put on the uh, uh, any other universe parallel or or dimension or anything. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work there. And we'll get to a, a bunch of other possibilities too. Mike mentioned it briefly er, briefly earlier, like the you know astral projection, the idea of the existence of an astral plane. You know, where there's just an just an infinite amount of other universes almost you know out there just existing in this well spiritual universe i should say um different dimensions so to speak and it's oh my gosh it's it's enough to make you stay awake yeah. at night sometimes <laughs> and there's you know and there's all these things like you said you know the dimensions or the parallel universes or whatever there's there's got to be the, they, there could be hundreds of these different events like that happening all at the same time you know what yeah. I mean? That oh, we don't absolutely. even know about. Now, you you mentioned earlier, you know, and possibly some sort of connection to an out-of-body experience. 
I want to get back to that for uh, briefly here. So if this gentleman's particular experience was, quote-unquote, out of body, so are we, are we suggesting that it's some sort of hallucination that he was, you know, thinking he was actually experiencing, but he was perhaps just conjuring up lost memories? You know, our consciousness holds a vast... <laughs> ocean as as the elder rose says on the movie titanic you know she says the the woman's heart is an ocean of memories or whatever the hell she said uh, same thing with your consciousness you know it's or, or your subconscious we've forgotten more than we will ever dream of knowing right already yeah. um so i guess what i'm saying is is there any possibility yes there is a possibility do you think there's a possibility of that gentleman's particular experience simply being some form of hallucination? Well, I think that can that can happen anytime. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Mike's and, reading the subtitles here. I put the I subtitles. Am, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just my eyes are just drugged to it. <laughs> so I told Mike, you know, <sighs> I joked. It's like, yeah, it's going to be kind of distracting because hopefully it won't make us realize how stupid we sound every yeah time. and then you can i'm sure you see my eyes looking down i and did going that's back why i brought forth. it up <laughs> it's like i'm up here uh, mike i'm up here yep. yeah look yeah. away look, look away in my eyes my eyes are up here so you're saying that's always a possibility it's a hallucination but what do you think of that that particular experience well why can't it be an actual experience i mean mm -hmm. is there something that makes you think that it might be the more possibility of a hallucination or no not necessarily just that, that could be a possible a possibility besides well no that it's it's a possibility but it's, it's a possibility that i don't i don't necessarily believe in for this particular case right um but it's just the idea of it being an out of body experience i mean how do you well how would you describe an out of body experience mike what do you well, think of when you think of an out-of-body experience? It, it's your soul or your energy or what makes you you. Um, now, can one have an out-of-body experience when it's not related to being damn near dead? You know, because you, you always hear about people having out-of-body experiences when they are perhaps on death's door. Now, can you have an well, out-of-body experience when you are when you're fully alive? Absolutely, you can have it while you're in asleep, dreaming. You can meditate yourself into a, a a state of um uh of where you can where you can do that have an out-of-body experience you sure. mean uh there's a, there are ways that you can just train or be trained or train yourself to do this thing mm -hmm. you know uh like like i said with meditating meditation you know i've done that many times laying in bed where uh you know trying to have like some kind of a like an out-of-body experience or or uh are you almost consciously like, trying to like, astral like, project like, <laughs> pardon are you almost consciously consciously trying to astral project yeah absolutely like you know with your meditation and uh you know or or in a dream state you know uh i think a lot of times we do astral projection while you're dreaming in a dream state it's probably easier yeah. during your your unconsciousness your subconscious mind more open up opened up to uh, let you do these things 
Well, Instead I mean, of having trepidation or, or uh, you know, hesitation in, in an awake state. And we've spoken with several guests who have who have talked about it, and and we agree with them how you know they they believe that when you you know dreaming is a form of experiencing the paranormal. Not, Absolutely. I mean, not all the time, but you no. you definitely can. But I mean, you can you can learn to tell the difference of of uh, yeah you know one or the other. I mean, if you have a dream that is so realistic that, uh, and, and it never leaves you. I mean, I've had dreams that I've had when I was an extremely young child that haven't left me and that cause they're so real. Same here. Yeah. I have those. Unfortunately, the ones that I remember are nightmares. So yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah. They're and then, you know, burned into my brain. And then how many times do you wake up in the morning and you like, Oh, I know I had a dream, but I can't remember what it is. It's gone already. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, you know, if there's a dream that can stay with you just as vividly for 55 years, oh, you know, things like that are more, there's more to them. Do you think that that particular experience that that gentleman claims to have had, was that his soul visiting him? See, that's tough, isn't it? It is tough. <laughs> it is tough. I mean, when it comes from both points of view, from the younger child and the adult version of himself, mm-hmm. seeing what the other one was seeing, is that somehow your soul? It's just that this, this blows my mind trying to yeah, wrap I feel my like I'm just mind around stumbling this. and bumbling trying to... No, you're not you know, stumbling. Even, even talk about it, it's like... Tripping like I'm you were, snowbank. Yeah, I was just going to say, you were stumbling and bumbling last Friday. You are not <laughs> yeah. doing that right now. Uh, you're, right. you're fine. Yeah. No, I think, you know, I think I think it's all a strong projection. I think it's all your soul leaving your body. It, there's just different categories of it, and there's different, different ways of doing it. There's different uh, reasons for doing it. And I think your soul leaving at a certain time to go ahead or backwards. Uh, to me, it's got to be a possibility, you know, because uh, our physics don't work in that, that dimension, that realm, that everything. Thank so you. Thank you for if saying I, that. Yeah. If I, if I can be in that dimension or whatever and think to myself, I'm going to fly up to that corner of the room and do it. It's, you know, it's because, you know, there is no physics there that we that yeah. we rely on here. Right. So that's why that's what adds to the difficulty of trying to wrap our minds around this, because this other right. existence is something that we basically can't comprehend. Right. We can yeah. try well, our damnedest. He, we can try yeah. our damnedest, but I don't think it's going to happen. The kaku does. He he understands it all, but we the who the kaku. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I thought you had another dog in your house or something. I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, oh, no, that'd be a bird or whatever the hell. What's a cockatoo? What is that? Is that a bird? Uh, that's a bird. Yeah, that's, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it you had it a can be a bird or a dog or whatever <laughs> okay. you wish it to be better. Okay. Well, I want it to be a dog, okay? <laughs> yeah. No. I want you to be a fluffy kitty. Okay, okay. Mikio anyway. Kaku, our, our, favorite, <laughs> our favorite theoretical physicist, the yes. silver-haired fox, <laughs> Mr. He, Mikio uh, Kaku. Yeah. But I think he covers all of physics, not just theoretical physics. Is Mikio Kaku an alien? I mean, think about it. How do some people's brains work like that? I think his brain is more developed than a lot of others that make him closer to being one of them, I think. 
<laughs> I mean, is he one he's, of the, is he, uh, he's obviously enlightened and enlightened in some oh, form. Absolutely. You know, for a physicist and a scientist, the man is phenomenal with, with the, the mind, the openness of his mind. Yes. You know, but the thing is, as though, opposed to it, another one, um, Neil deGrasse. Uh, yeah, Neil. Neil Tyson. Did, yeah. Again, we're not uh, nothing against him, but he's. Oh no, I'm as, sure he's a wonderful guy. I'm as sure far he's as funny. being as far as being open minded to the possibility of you know ghosts and the paranormal, he Neil deGrasse Tyson, no way. Whereas Mikio yeah. Kaku was like, well, why not? I mean, this almost makes sense. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Um, I think Mikio Kaku, he is has that intelligence that and his <clears throat> ability to grasp that stuff that. He's smart enough to know that there's a possibility of that. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's not like he, he's not like the kid that grew up uh, when he grew up to a certain age. He quit believing because everybody told him that's not real. Yeah. Well, Mickey Okaku is beyond that because he knows he knows the difference. He knows that it's a possibility. And he's a damn so, fine storyteller. I mean, he's yeah. he's just a joy to listen to. It's like, man. That would be a, a college course I would look forward to every day if you know he was the he, professor. Yeah, he has a show that I watch on uh, I think it's on the Discovery Channel. And he explains so many things on there each episode. I can't remember what the name is though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, Mike Mike is also having throat issues thanks to his near death experience with a nasal spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another fun story. <laughs> it will share that. Would you like to share that real quick? Well, I'm looking, I'm looking up um, okay. something briefly here. Yeah. As, along with all my other ailments. <laughs> God dang. Uh, I bought one of those nasal spray bottles where you fill it with uh, <clears throat> distilled water and you put this saline solution powder in <clears throat> and uh, shove it up one nose and it comes out the other side, <clears throat> which is difficult to begin with, but yes. don't ever do that without totally closing your throat off oh, man. and and that goes into other parts of your head <laughs> because when i started shoving that water up my sinuses something happened on the right side of my throat by my neck where my ears just oh, yeah. just like they blew <laughs> oh, my God. and it's like i had you know like when you go swimming and you get water in your ear oh yeah <clears throat> yes well i had that in both my ears like from the inside I bet you that was real comfy. <laughs> I mean, that's what it felt like. It was just, it was just crazy. Instead of going through and, one nasal passage to uh, the other, it like went through the back yeah, of Mike's head. That's yeah, it went on a joyride like. through my head. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Well, thank you gotta, for killing time because I found what I wanted to talk. <laughs> okay, about. good. Um, because I did write that down on my very professional notes, but I wanted to um, look it up real quick to refresh my memory. Uh, because we had talked about this before. I think it was a alternate route podcast episode, so it's been a while. But the notion of walk-ins, Mike, you remember talking about those? Oh, hell yeah. We I had a great discussion great about discussion that. Great discussion on that. Um, and I yeah. I think that you even shared your belief yeah. that you may have had a walk-in experience. Um, yeah, during many, some, many years ago at my lowest point. At your lowest yeah. point, which is kind of how it seems to happen quite a bit for people yeah. who, who have experienced this. For those who don't know, um, a walk-in is like a concept of, it's a new age concept of a person whose soul, I mean, we're talking about souls, has left their physical body. Yeah, it's like, it's just done. It's done. 
you know, you can't learn anymore from nope. what that person's been through. And it's <laughs> replaced essentially temporarily by a new different soul. That maybe not even temporarily. Maybe not temporarily. It could be forever. Um, but you know, both are options. You know, we hear people right, saying sure. that some have come and gone and some perhaps they are still there. But the idea of this is that this walk-in soul is there to help you handle, to cope, to deal with things that the prior soul may not, like Mike said, it was done. It was like, I'm out of here. I may not have been yeah. able to help you or, or as much that as needed. Soul learned what it needed to learn in that physical existence yeah. at that time. So um, the brief description here says that uh, believers in this concept maintain that it is possible for the original soul of a human to leave a person's body and for another soul to quote-unquote walk in. Now, based on a particular book by author Montgomery, souls are said to walk in. Ruth Montgomery, by the way. 1979 book, Strangers Among Us. That sounds like a cool book. Have you heard of that one? Let's look no, up Ruth Montgomery because she goes into... Yeah, Ruth Montgomery, 1979, Strangers Among Us, her book. So in Montgomery's work... She says that souls are said to walk in during a period of intense personal problems on the part of the departing soul or during or because of an accident or trauma. Some other walk-ins right. describe their entry as occurring based on prior agreement and when right. the previous soul was complete, like Mike kind of suggested. Right. That's like the, the soul that, that uh, was with your physical being all the way down to the bottom. I mean, that was the pre-planned you know, learning experience for this soul, it got there, it was done, it was ready to go on to whatever's next for for you, for you, that, yeah. you know, your soul, yeah. The walk-in being slash individual retains the memories of the original personality, but does not have emotions associated with those memories. That's an interesting little side mm -hmm. note there. Now, as they integ uh, um, integrate, oh my God, I can't read, Mike integrate <laughs> they bring their own mental emotional spiritual consciousness and evolve the life to resonate with their purpose and intentions yeah so that's i mean it's it's a mind-blowing concept but I, yeah. I love it you know you think of these movies of uh you know like invasion of body snatchers pod people it's like it, it's like an alien being you know i don't want to get into that again but <laughs> that's it's okay. like an alien being coming in and taking over your body you know and it's like uh you know everything's fine after you're mm -hmm. taken over by the alien you know after you're born out of this pod you know you're not you anymore but you know but you've, you've retained your memories and things it's just bizarre do you care to share your your personal feelings as to your potential experience of a walk-in well i briefly you know yeah you mean my own personal your thoughts on why you think you may have experienced this? Well, I may have. Oh, yeah. Well, just the fact that how at the bottom of my existence I was feeling, I was like, you know, and I've told this story a long time yeah. ago. The lowest of the low. Mike was I, yeah, not in like, a good state. It's like, you know, in the next two minutes, you don't care if that first minute you, you know, ex lived or that second minute you died. Yeah. I mean, that's how low. Yeah. 
and <clears throat> that's when I, I just, it's like I had this, uh, this real guttural feeling and uh, it's like a discussion with myself of, I can't do this anymore. There's no way I'm going to survive this. And this is already after a, a, a whole night of handfuls of like ephedrine and yeah. all that crap and everything. But um, just, you know, the lowest of the low, Mike was not good. <laughs> and, uh, but it's like, I had to make a decision of what I was going to do if I was going to survive or not. And it's like, all of a sudden, right at that moment there, I had, well, I had to decide if I was going to love people or hate people or just, you know, continue on. And it's like within a few minutes, that answer was given to me of you're going to love everybody. You're going to come through this. You're going to be a much better, different person and you're going to evolve from it. Um, it still took a long time. I mean, it wasn't like an overnight thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, my soul might have been rejuvenated and, you know, carrying on. But my physical being, it took a long time. I mean. It took a while for just, that to, you know, yeah, catch up. Just to catch up and, you know, just kind of like be part of life again. But, but it was a beginning. You yeah. know, there has to be a beginning and there has to be a some kind of a transition, you know, and you a can't go through something. Yeah. And a continuance. You can't go through something that big and that monumental without there being, you know, some recovery time, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a huge thing. Yeah. It's, it's, I definitely am open to that possibility. I think it's a beautiful oh, sure. thing. I think it's quite cool. Actually. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, And there are some who believe that, I mean, we're not necessarily talking about a, I'm going to use the term again, soul, like a energy, a being of light that is constantly inhabiting a physical form. That's not necessarily the case because there are some who believe or strongly believe that these walk-ins literally exist outside of the body at all times. I mean, they are a separate entity all to themselves, and they are particularly just this walk-in, and they are continuously going from those in need to those in need to another in need, and then they move okay. on. You get what I'm, what I'm saying I, there? I do, um, but is that, is that, are you saying that that's an explanation possibly for a, a walk-in, or that's, or is that like a guardian angel type thing? Well, that's, that's some, some who are really, and I, I kind of buy in this too, some who are fully behind this concept of a walk-in the walk-in itself is not just a soul that jumps from from body to body to body and is always encompassing a physical existence it right. is something it's that is born outside. out of the body it is something mm. that is not a physical uh entity by any means and is literally just its manner of existence is just to help from person yeah. to person whoever is in need it's almost like well, it's almost I, like Doctor Sam Beckett and Quantum Leap. You yeah, know? no kidding. I I love that whole theory too. That concept of that. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's the way it is too, that's awesome. You know, I'm proud um, of myself. Which, I'm proud of myself with that Sam Beckett Quantum Leap analogy yeah, because that like now that. that makes it make even more sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> I love that show back in the eighties. Oh yeah, me too. But um, but yeah, then that way you can keep your 
soul, your identity of your soul with your physical being. And then it's just helped through mm -hmm. by a separate entity. So it kind of, I, can, I can see where you're going there, where that the idea almost suggests that we don't have our own permanent soul that occupies sure. us. Our life is continuously inhabited by perhaps several different souls who are just helping <laughs> us throughout different times. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind right. of, ooh, boy. That kind well, of, you know, blew my mind a little bit right there. There's the soul and then the, this, you know, the, the thought of this energy or this being or this soul that stays with you and helps you through. Um, is that the same as a guardian angel or is that a different category of a guardian angel, would you think? Because mm. you always hear of a guardian angel being there with you, with your physical being. <clears throat> watching over you and things like that. Yeah, that's that's a uh, See, I don't think so because it because the the guardian angel concept isn't it kind of it's particularly assigned to you, right? I mean, there's a guardian angel who's overlooking yeah, you. Yeah. Talk about your angels, your spirit guides. Right. Whereas this idea of a walk-in could help innumerable amount of people. You know what right. I mean? It moves from one to the next to the next. It's not like quote unquote assigned to one person. Right. So that's the only difference there. By the concept is similar, but that's that's a difference that comes to mind for me. So that would well, what about touched by an angel with uh, Roma Downey and and uh, uh, Highway to Heaven? Oh, R.I.P. You know? R.I.P. Michael Landon and Victor French. So <laughs> wouldn't yeah? So wouldn't that be kind of that what we're talking about? Or I think you, you moved know? your mic far away from your. I can't hear yeah, you nearly I'm, as well here. Issues with it, and I think it. There you go. You sound my... you sound good right there. Oh wait. <clears throat> yeah, I thought I, I thought I was having some medical issues myself. I was like, why can I not hear Mike anymore? Yeah, how, <laughs> Am I being better? absorbed by a yeah. in? Is that okay now? That's better. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I mean, this is all similar. This is all related, I think, to the idea of yeah. traveling souls. I mean, the actual right. projection and all that. It's. Again, are we? Are, is it all the same thing that we're all just we're struggling so hard to understand it that we have to label it? We have to think of different ways to describe it, but it's all yeah. basically the same notion. Human same humans need uh, need more help than what we like to admit. Oh God, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> uh, another note I wrote down here, Mike. Um, God damn, it's already forty five minutes. This has been awesome discussion, by the way. I jotted down here: time travel after death. Now, in reference to the soul, do you think that, that is a possibility, Mike? Your physical body is done. Your physical body dies. Your soul uh, not doesn't necessarily go to it doesn't go to heaven. It doesn't go wherever, any particular destination. But it does perhaps have the ability. Well, you have the ability then to time travel. The notion of time doesn't exist. We get it. It's something that it's a human construct, like Mike said. So once your physical body dies, can your soul go back in time and say hello to little baby Mike? I think I think yes, because I I think uh I think that's as easy after you die as uh us driving to the gas station for a mm. like a Coke or something. You're not constrained, are you? You're not constrained at all. And since there is no time, there's no you know, set, you know, <clears throat> timeline of anything. Why not? It's like 
and I, and I think it's done with just a like a thought. It's not right. You know, you know, you are the energy that um, say like uh, if you're in a house, you turn the light on, you flip the flip the switch. That's the action of using the energy that's in there. You have it all inside of you. So it's like using your mind, like flipping that switch where I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. Yeah. You know, it's like setting that dial. Just say it. Just think it. And again, make it manifest just by the thought of it, because you are the energy that makes it happen. That's very well said, you know, and, and again, it's kind of like we're going back to the human construct again here and trying to simplify things just to help us understand. But when we use the term or the phrase time travel, I mean, our brain immediately goes to one thing, but it doesn't necessarily think of the idea of, well, time travel once time travel doesn't exist for a soul. I mean, it could be any and anywhere, anytime, at yeah. all times. Because, it's not a matter of time travel. It's just, well, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's what's being done at the time. Oh, my God. At I the just, moment. My brain is melting right now. I love it. I love it. <laughs> not the physical, you know, not the physical melting part, but. Uh, no. <laughs> the, uh, my gosh. I'm, uh, you know, with this uh, topic like this, I'm. It's making me not be able to wait for my medical marijuana card. I, I can't <laughs> wait for that. <laughs> oh, why didn't you? Why didn't you toke up a little bit before this discussion, Mike? Come on, buddy. Oh, well, I got to get my card first. Oh, card smart. Come on. Well, I like to do things legally. Oh, don't, sure you do. Okay. <laughs> All right, gotcha, Mike. But anyway, um, <laughs> it, it, this goes further, uh, deeper than what our minds can. Our minds are human. We can't. Exactly. We can't yeah. grasp this, and a lot of we're not meant to. Until that time comes, but we we keep trying. We keep trying to figure it out and learn, and and we will we'll still continue. But it's just not all going to happen because it's not meant to. But that for is us a, to know that, yet. That is a part of the beauty of this physical existence is that it is a learning exactly. experience, right? Yeah. That's the whole reason of us being here. Yep. You know, it's a, it's a school. It's a, a a planet of schooling. And then, if you want to get into the whole hippie dippy crap then you can think it's all hippy dippy also of peace and love and compassion and love each other and yeah yeah sounds mike. like i already got my medical marijuana <laughs> card <laughs> yeah mike was mike had some edibles earlier in the today so he's he's okay yeah. no, i'm kidding i'm kidding but i wouldn't care if you did no one should care if you did i ate a lot of jelly beans last night that doesn't count that doesn't count <laughs> and i'm drinking uh cherry apple juice now Hey, that's good. Yeah, a I mean, bit of a change up. That's a that's it's still a lot of sugar, but that's healthier yeah, than a I than a coke. Figured you might have been wondering what was in my my glass. I knew yeah. you weren't drinking rum. I knew that, or or brandy, or whatever. I have not is. had a drink since my two and a half that I had at the Sally House. What the hell is wrong with you? See now, now <laughs> I'm just now I think that you're just wrong. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. But that's great, though. That's awesome. That's really, really good. You probably feel wonderful because of so. I mean, well, I shouldn't well, say you feel wonderful when it comes to your your innards. If everything, yeah. If everything else uh, felt good, that would feel fantastic. But, that's yeah. very true. Very, very, very true. Mentally, it is fantastic. Now, getting um, getting further along here, the idea of the astral plane. Now, I am going to read a little bit of this just because this stuff is it's mind blowing, but I love it. I think I've said that about 95 times today. 
Uh, the astral pr uh, plane, also known possibly as the astral realm or the astral world, is a plane of existence postulated by classical, medieval, oriental, esoteric philosophies no, 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 no. And mystery religions. <laughs> what? That's, yeah, you just went over the edge there with the deepness. Did I? Okay, I apologize. <laughs> um, it is the world of the celestial spheres crossed by the soul in its astral body on the way to being born and after death. It is generally believed to be populated by angels, spirits, or other immaterial beings. Another view of the astral plane holds that the astral plane or world, rather than being some kind of boundary area crossed by the soul, it is the entirety of spirit existence of sp or spirit worlds mm -hmm. to which those who die on earth go and where they live out, I'm doing air quotes, live out their non-physical lives. It is understood that all consciousness resides in the astral plane. Some Believers slash writers, theorists, conflate this realm with heaven or paradise or union with God. Now, kind of mind-blowing stuff there. The idea of an entire different existence, basically worlds, universes, and planes of just spirits, Mike. Um, yeah. This idea here, I will read this uh, very briefly. This is according to the book Autobiography of a Yogi. It says here, this is quote, The astral universe is hundreds of times larger than the material universe, with many astral planets teeming with astral beings. Now, when author Alice Bailey wrote of seeing, quote-unquote, masters upon the inner spiritual planes who work with Christ and the planetary hierarchy, she refers to a vision she had of the unseen astral realm that these and countless other beings inhabit. Hmm. We've kind of touched on stuff like that before, Mike, of how, I mean, I shouldn't say we've jokingly said it, but we've kind of said, like, oh, was Jesus Christ an alien, you know? I mean, we both, um, regardless of your stance on Christianity, Mike, or mine, or anyone's, we both tend to agree that Christ was an enlightened being. Is that safe to hmm. say? Right. Absolutely. How enlightened or how, why enlightened, by whom? Well, I mean, we're not going to venture to guess right now, but that this idea of astral beings being able to communicate with the hierarchy of these planetary beings here, like, all right, Christ, you are one of these enlightened here, and you are, we're going to communicate with you. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to help the other people on Earth here. So right. the idea of this... Uh, Utterly different, separate existence of the astral plane, Mike. What do you, what do you think of that? Well, I, I love it, and I, I believe it. Um, uh, there's also, you know, that astral plane where I like how you pronounce uh, that. By the way, you say astral, like, astral, like you're in Austria or, or uh, yeah, Australia. I don't know. I, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. No, no, it's fine. I think I'm sure it's perfectly. <laughs> I said I liked how you said it. It sounds oh, okay, better for some reason. Do I say astral? Yeah, you said astral a couple times. Astral, yeah. <laughs> Mine's too similar That's to right, ass, I guess. Too similar to yeah. ass. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, and our captions, by the way, just said, mine is too similar to ants. No, I didn't say ants. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you're making me lose my train of thought. Okay, astral. <laughs> uh, astral projection, or the astral plane. Yes. Um, 
when you say Australopithecus, yeah. I think of like Australopithecus, you know, and so it's like, oh, no, sure, yeah. that's a whole different topic. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that some other day. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, you know, your higher self is there, the spirit of yourself and every spirit being that's there through meditation and uh, whatever. You can actually are supposed to be able to get in touch with your higher self, your higher spiritual being that is supposed to be there and learn from your higher self or the astral beings that are there. You know, you can get in touch with them, the where the Akashic records are, if you've ever heard of that. What now? Uh, Explain that a little Akashic bit. Akashic records. I'd have to Google it just to get it, you know, to sound right me describing it, but okay. um uh, well, here, you don't me, have to if you don't want to. I was, I, I'm not familiar. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of the um, listeners that know exactly what it what it is. That uh, um, let's see. I was just going to try, but here. Oh, okay, sure. And, and there is a book about the Akashic Records uh, reading, um, understanding your soul book, how to access Akashic Records. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's something that's. Uh, definitely worth looking into uh here the akashic records help identify the unchanging core of our own indig- individual selves and help us understand and eventually confront the fears phobias and other en- energetic blocks um yeah anyway look that up sure and uh, it's just that i believe that there is that place where these uh these things are and where you can gain information and knowledge and grow spiritually from contact with okay so um if we do believe that there's like this the existence of this astral plane this almost unfathomable existence you know um it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around it i'm not saying that i don't believe in it because i'm open-minded why not i mean it would help explain a lot of shit if you ask me it would um are they are they are they integrated with every one of us or just you know the enlightened ones like I like I mentioned Christ earlier um, I guess I'm kind of leaning towards if they do this if the beings from this astral plane communicate and interact with us here they do it through another source right yeah, it's like they appoint. Yeah, hey, a good turn. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, good word. Uh, appoint. Yeah, he's 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 anointed. Maybe I got gotcha. you. Sure. Or she's anointed. I should say. Yeah. I keep I looking mean, up this idea of if, if a soul is fourth dimensional, and this crap is just blowing my mind away. Maybe we should save, yeah. that, save that for another, because <laughs> that's another one of my notes I wrote down. I said the soul as fourth dimensional. Dimensional? Question mark. And I'm rereading some of the stuff I had grabbed earlier. It's like, oh God. My main, my brain is literally going to start leaking out of my ears if I <laughs> go into there. But, uh, well, Mike, um, God damn, we're already at an hour here. This has been freaking fantastic. Just because we need to get that YouTube fast track video recorded, because we need to get some more video content out there on YouTube. Because yeah, believe we, it or not, we have a growing amount of subscribers on YouTube. We thank all you guys for listening via YouTube. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I, I, I feel bad that we don't have more video content. Well, uh, we have to do that. I mean... I wanted to post. I had posts, but I deleted it. I'm going to try and figure it out again. But I, it was posted very briefly on YouTube. Our 
video chat with Ron Moorhead from last, you know, really? from oh yeah, yeah, okay, two Novembers ago. Posted for for whatever reason, it was like the size of an inch on the screen. It was oh, so no. tiny you couldn't see it. I was like, what the hell happened to my video here? It, <laughs> I've been working on that. I've been trying to redo it, resize it. I don't know what the hell happened. That has never happened for any of the other videos I've posted on YouTube no, except that one. Weird. And I want to get that up there because people love listening to Ron Moorhead. I mean, oh, sure. Yeah. We love listening to Ron Moorhead. So I'm going to work on that again. But, um, yeah, we should um, we should probably wrap this up, Mike, so we can do a quick 10-minute fast-track video episode so everyone can look at our glorious faces. I'm uh, sure you're yeah. so happy about that, aren't you? Yep. Oh, absolutely. At least I'm losing some weight. Well, yeah, look great, okay? At least you're not yeah, lying. Sure. You're not lying in a snowbank right now. Well, so. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of, or, a, or on a gurney, or or, yeah. or a hospital or like bed a slab. Yeah, right, exactly. So, oh my gosh, yeah, a metal table. Are you going to be okay, Mike, for yes. our Valiska House investigation? Yep. Absolutely, that's happening, my friend. I'm telling you that right now. Mike just yep. rolled his eyes at me. He closed no, his didn't. eyes. I He's didn't. like, "Oh God." Nope, nope, nope. I totally agree. Ah. <sighs> Totally agree. I'm losing faith in you about that one. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, we have to go there, man. We have to. That's I. I think that's teeming with some potential evidence right there. So yeah, it was a. It would be a whole different feeling there than at the Sally House, I believe. <sighs> yeah, and that was a great feeling there yeah. as well. God damn! Sure. I wish we just went down in the freaking basement. Why don't we just go down I in the know, basement? I know. No, we. Yeah, were, and then we were that, two grown adults who were held at bay by a string. But <laughs> yeah, but we could. It could have been, uh, like, silently alarmed or something. Silent, Some little infrared silent, light. That you oh, I see. What you're saying like something would have. I don't think <laughs> and it, it goes bothered. off at somebody's house. Uh, Mike, that Sally House has a TV from like the 1970s. I highly doubt they have like motion detector thing <laughs> or something like an alarm well, system going down there. But hey, maybe they did. You're probably you're probably right. Yeah, I tried to get that TV working. I wanted. I was, yeah. I was trying to get some sort of. I, they had a couple DVDs there, and I was trying to get it to play, but nothing nothing was compatible. Nothing was working. Yeah. So I got to listen to Mike snore. That was that was fine. <laughs> And the sump pump in the basement. The sump pump and the sports radio <laughs> station, the sports AM radio station that I got down in Kansas. And to my utter dismay as a Minnesota Vikings fan, of course, down in Kansas, they were still talking about the Green Bay flipping Packers on there. So I don't know why, but hey. So I was having, I was having an, a, 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 an awake nightmare. <laughs> got the snoring, got you the were sump just pump, miserable. got the Aaron Rodgers talk. Uh, I, I had the, the irrational fear that a bunch of mice were living in that chair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that chair was squeaking when I was moving it. It sounded like a family of mice. It did. Yeah. Well, when I was mo trying to move it back at the time, um, I heard some squeaking and it was, uh, the sound of springs yeah, in the rocking chair I part. Know. I know. <laughs> I was just a little, I was a little on edge because I was sleeping on the floor and I was having you know, icky feelings about, you know, mice crawling into up my nostrils, you know, or something, but I don't know. Well, I got to tell you that couch I slept on, it was really old. But comfy. And I, and, and I, I laid on it and I sunk into it like a waterbed and oh man, 
I was good. Mike was out. <laughs> and another thing, too, I also had to deal with you. Mike falls asleep listening to his cell phone. He listens to, like, radio stations on his cell phone. I do. <laughs> so, no, well, I listen to uh, I'm um, listening to the mixer of his snoring, <laughs> the, the talk radio, the sound. It's pump. actually paranormal talk radio. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I, it was <laughs> just when I was trying to fall asleep, it wasn't that cool. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I go to sleep by that most nights, yeah. And I tease, by the way, because because uh, <laughs> uh, we got poked fun at by awesome listener Angela Don the last time we talked about that. She said, "Man, you guys sound like an old married couple." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about yeah. your snoring and all that crap. And yeah, yeah, yeah that would, I guess. It did, but that's, uh, that's crazy. We, you know, after having an hour long discussion about stuff like this, Mike. I need this come down at the end of these episodes to just kind of revert back to our, dare I say, immature minds for a moment or two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But anyways, thanks for making this work, Mike. Um, if you yep. guys enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support us, no better way than to sign up for our Patreon page. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we just posted in the first episode of Season 2 of Retro and Randoms. I was joined by my brother Joe. We talked, uh, had a great time talking about all things Saturday Night Live. Retro and Randoms is a fun side project that we're doing. I hate saying side project because it's, it's, it's a project itself. It's another podcast. It's totally sent separate, total and separate entity. Mike and I started this. We've had a blast. We had 10 episodes for season one, just started season two. Mike's going to join me for episode two here pretty soon. We have lots of great topics coming up. Lots of great paranormal stuff on the Patreon page. I joke about it. If you want to see Mike and I running around in our underwear in a cemetery, you're yeah. not, not going to see that, but you will see us in, <laughs> in a lot of our investigations. Um, we have a lot of EVP stuff, potential EVPs, no doubt about it, EVPs on mm -hmm. there. Uh, we got some cool video content, lots of exclusive Patreon episodes that you can't find anywhere else where we talk about. You think the stuff we talk about is weird here? Go check out our Patreon topics because <laughs> uh, Wacky doesn't describe them, but it's fun. And um, we're having a blast. If you guys want to support us, go check us out. Sign up for a month. No obligations. If you don't like it, you can take off. Simple as that. Mike, thank you, buddy, for joining me. Yeah. Mike is literally like rolling his, rolling his eyes at me. He's like, Oof. wrap it up, Koffenberg. Wrap it up. <laughs> Do you have to pee or something? You seem very no, irritated right I'm, now. Nope, totally good. Okay, you're I'm just, just listening to you uh, oh, plugging all of our fun stuff. Okay, thank you for saying <laughs> plugging the fun stuff. I didn't yeah. know where you're going there. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. This is obviously the Paranormal Zone, but you knew that we love and appreciate all you guys. Until next time, Mike, what do our fellow zoners need to do? Peace out.